Not every brand needs to be loud or full of personality. Sometimes we have softer, quieter brands where maybe it's a little more delicate or, or you stand for something. It doesn't have to be as loud. It doesn't have to be with a ton of humor if that's not true to who you are. The Video Presenter Show. Show what you know. Learn from experts how to transform words into great video presentations. The Video Presenter Show. Hello, welcome to the Video Presenter Show by BigView. We are here to help you transform words into impact by being the best presenter you can be. Learn valuable tips and tricks from public speakers and experts in communication, how to get your messages across more efficiently. Receive advice on everything from storytelling to social media marketing. It's time to take your presentations to the next level. Thank you so, so much. I so appreciate it, and I'm really excited to be here. I am such a fan of Big View. I don't know how I would create my content as efficiently as I do without using a teleprompter and without using Big View. It is my go-to app. We'll talk about this, about content creation. My job as a brand strategist is to help people in companies position build and promote their brands. I feel lucky and fortunate that I have clients all over the world. I've been in this game for about 10 years. It's really all I've ever done since I graduated from school. And in that time, I've worked with over 300 clients. I have the distinct privilege, often pre-pandemic of traveling the world, delivering talks like this from the stage in all kinds of amazing countries. I think we're up to five continents where I've delivered keynotes. And a lot of the information that I share on stages around the world, I'm bringing to you today, the Big View community. And I'm thrilled about that. Thank you for taking time. There's a lot of places you could be. And the fact that you're tuning into this amazing resource that Big View makes available, it's just awesome. And I really hope that you learn something today. You take something away from this and you'll have to let me know uh, what it is that you find the most useful. Let's get started right away and let's really understand. Let's start at the beginning and understand what a brand is. A brand is defined in all different ways by experts. So Jeff Bezos of Amazon says a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. 2022, there are surely people talking about you when you're not in the room. And I like this definition because the way that I approach my work, my philosophy, is is really the idea of having some control over the narrative, uh, the conversation that people have, having some input on how people describe you. And we'll talk more about that in our minutes together. Here's another definition. Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook says a brand is when we are packaged. She says we're ineffective and inauthentic. I don't have a brand, but I do have a voice. This idea of personal branding is, I'm sure, something you've heard about. Ten years ago, it was still a new concept. When I started to work in this industry, it was very new. I would say in the last few years, Instagram and other forms of content creation have almost put a bit of a damper on this idea of personal branding, You know, particularly on platforms like Instagram, where people only show the highlights of their life, the best moments, right? Um, I, I think we arrive at this definition. It's almost like a brand assumes that you're showing us 
the highlights, that you're showing us a packaged version of you. That is not my belief at all. In the way that Cheryl here is saying a brand is about, she says, I don't have a brand, but I have a voice. I think your brand is your voice. I think successful personal branding, and one of the reasons I define this as a secret weapon, is when you achieve consistency between two things, between your in-person experience and the online version that you portray. And I'm going to give you some tools and tips today to make sure that that's a consistent experience. Let's go through a few more definitions, and then we're going to get into my definition. Tim Ferriss, popular author and thought leader, says a brand is about managing your name in a world of misinformation, disinformation, and semi-permanent Google records. Here's what I'll say. Branding is best done proactively instead of reactively, okay? So sometimes if someone has a PR crisis or something, you know, happens, brand management, this or reputation management, it's really hard to get things removed or to change what's already out there. But if you can think of branding as a marathon, not a sprint, and every little day you can spend a few minutes building your brand, even if it's just a few minutes and it's something small, that will have a compounding effect and it will help you carve out something you're really proud of and ideally something that makes you a living. We'll talk about that and I'll give you some tips in this in the course of the presentation today. Finally, Gary V uh, says a brand is key to monetizing your passion online. I feel really aligned with this definition. I love my job. As a brand strategist, I get to help people from all over the world in their industries. I feel like I have unprecedented access to fascinating people that trust me to create how they show up online. I love my job. I think if I didn't do this for a living, I'd probably do it as a hobby. And that is pretty powerful to say in itself. I hope it's my mission that all of you feel the same way about your job and about your brand and what you do. I think a brand is key to monetizing your passion online as well. And I bring all of these definitions together, okay? And I describe my definition of branding as this. A brand is your sandbox. It is your area to play. We define the boundaries, okay? We define the edges of what it means to be on brand, you get to decide colors, typography, and even a step back from the visuals, values, what you stand for, right? And all of this gets to be sprinkled in what you create online, okay? Think about that for a second. Your brand is your area to play. The best online branding recreates the in-person experience as closely as possible. So I want you to ask yourself three important questions. First, what is your business goal? It's the most important question that I ask anyone when I'm working on building a brand at any stage. What is your goal with this? Branding isn't just about making things look pretty. Branding is about identifying a business goal and then using branding as a vehicle to get you there, okay? Not everyone knows the answer to this question, what is your brand? Could you sum it up in a sentence? That's okay if you don't know the answer to that question. You will know the answer to this next question. If I said to you, you won the lottery today, congratulations, and I asked you, what would you do with your time tomorrow? You won the lottery today. What is it you would do with your time tomorrow? 
And when I'm on stage uh, and I ask this question, I hear answers like spend more time with my family. I would travel. I would, you know, I would give back. I would spend more time doing this thing that's a hobby. Okay. Important to listen to your answer because I'm going to challenge you to take that answer and figure out how it can become your brand. Figure out how it can become your brand. The successful formula for positioning is something you love paired with something others need and are willing to spend money on, okay? So I know I'm giving you a lot of information. I told you we would move quickly. We're going to keep moving quickly, but I want you to answer this question. What is your business goal? Let's keep going. The second question I want you to answer is, what makes you memorable? If you don't know the answer to this question, then guess what? You can ask a few people around you, a few people that have had the distinct privilege of spending time with you in real life. If you ask those people, maybe you go on a, on a platform like Facebook and you could post a status update that says, um, describe me in one word, go or comment below. You'll be fascinated to see what people say. You'll be even more fascinated to see what words come up more often or repeated, okay, as people describe their experience with you. This is very important market research, let's call it, in the simplest form. What makes you memorable? In personal branding, you become the product that we're marketing. So it's very important to be self-aware. Listen, I'm not good at everything. I'm good at some things. I love to talk. I love to present. I love to teach. Okay, those are things I know that I do well. And so I spend time doing things like this because it's what I'm best suited. It's one of my competitive advantages. I want you to know yours. I want you to know what makes you memorable for people. Okay, so if you don't know the answer to that question, go ahead and ask people around you and let's see what they say. The third question hints at the formula I gave you a minute ago, but I'm going to repeat it because it's really important. The third question I need you to ask yourself is this. What do people need? What do people need? Something on its own is a hobby, okay? Something, something that you love on its own is a hobby, something you love. We need to pair something you love with something people need and are willing to spend money on. Branding isn't just about making things look pretty. Branding is a business tool. And so when we fill in these two variables, something you love paired with something others need, that, my friends, my big view friends, is the formula for successfully positioning your brand. Something you love paired with something others need and are willing to spend money on. Those are the three questions. I have them in the little handout, philpallon.co slash notes, where you can get that little freebie. Let's keep going. Let's keep going because we've got lots to cover. Let's summarize a few takeaways from this first portion. Create parameters, the edges of the sandbox. Draw the lines in the sandbox so that we know what it means to be on brand. We are aware of what we stand for, how that looks visually. And we'll talk photography. We'll talk about a few visuals in our workshop today. Steps that have worked for me for every industry. I mentioned at the top, I've worked with over 300 clients in different industries. The process is exactly the same. Start by positioning your brand. Then we build something to show for it. Photography, brand identity, website. Once we feel good about how the house is positioned and then built and staged, then 
And only then should we take that house to market. We stick a first sale sign out front of it and sell it. We promote it. Okay. That's the order that's worked for me, for companies and for people. I often get the question, and maybe this is already in the chat. I often get the question, when should I rebrand, Phil? I've got, you know, the early stages of a brand, or I've been working for a few years and I, and I don't love my logo or I don't love my photography. The answer to this question is simple. Rebrand. When is it time? Rebrand when your brand no longer serves you. Rebrand when your brand no longer serves you. If it's not something you're excited about, it's time to rebrand or add in some fresh visuals. Could be as simple as updating the typography or the colors so that you get excited about your brand again. But if ever you're, if it, if ever it's not serving you, if it's not exciting you, then it's time to rebrand. And I'll give you some tools uh, to be able to do that and get excited about it again. Branding is an art, but also a science, okay? There's some subjective components to this process that normally I would trust someone who's creative to handle, such as designing a logo. If you are not a graphic designer, you should not be designing your own logo. If I were you, I would invest in a professional to do it properly for you. Because if it's not something you're experienced doing, it's not going to look great and it's not going to give you the credit or show the value for which the service or product that you sell, um, the value of what they're getting, right? If it looks homemade, then that's going to be reflective of the product, even if you're awesome. So trust creative people around you for photography, graphic design, even website building, okay? Branding is an art, but it's also a science. And today, for me, the process that I use with all of my clients is the process I'm sharing with you. So I'm hoping that you can take this and run with it and even make some small tweaks and changes to your brand to make it even more impactful. What about companies? Now, I know, Big View, within our audience here, we have a lot of personal brands, and that's awesome. I am a personal brand. I also work with companies. Companies have the added challenge of figuring out, okay, well, how do we humanize? How do we compete or stand out on news feeds that are full of family and friends? You know, how do we vie for the attention of our target market, our audience? It's really hard when you're up against people. So companies have the added challenge to find a way to humanize. And I think there are three ways to do that. Your customer, humanizing your customers. So maybe you profile real customers and their stories of using your product or your service. That's a pretty simple one. Tell those stories. Two, look at the leadership, CEOs, founders. Why did they start the company? What's their mission? What's important to them? Tell those stories because it's fascinating. Third, one that people often overlook or don't think about, your employees, the people on the inside of a company hugely important to make your employees, the people on the inside, brand advocates, right? Because if though like little powerful soldiers, if they love where they work and they stand for what that company stands for, then they are going to be the most incredible advocates to help spread the word. Those are three ways that you can humanize within a company or a corporation. Finally, and we'll talk more about this, I want you to start building an inventory of conversations, thoughts, and ideas that you can pull from that recreate the in-person experience. Number two, the brand or your brand is the experience you create. We need to measure the success of our efforts, and we can do so in two ways. Quantitatively, 
Anything to do with numbers, website traffic is a good indication of success. Inquiries, the number of people that, for example, fill out the contact form on your website to get in touch with you, that's a good measure of success. Let's keep track of that. Followers and sales, obviously, is an indication of success, a number that we can measure. Followers is probably the least important, but it is still a number we can count, and it can be indicative of our success online. Qualitative measurements, which I'm now showing on the screen, these are harder to track, but equally important. Sentiment on social media, it's a little more abstract. How do people feel? Positive feedback. Even if you're in the early stages of growing your brand, you may not have a huge email list. Positive feedback. Are people reaching out to you saying, wow, this is really helpful. Wow, I love this YouTube video. I love this Instagram post. I found it really helpful. That is super important. It's an indication that you're on the right track. You need to keep going, providing value. Your audience will appreciate it. Finally, connection beyond transaction particularly if you're selling a product or a service, how do you connect with your customer, your client, to make them want to come back, to make them want to come back for more? Connection beyond transaction, I call that, because if you can build that connection, they're going to be back. It is always easier for you to attract an existing or an old customer or client rather than going and spending the effort to find a brand new one. So keep that in mind, connection beyond transaction. Let's keep going. Number three, a good brand has heart. What do I mean by that? Well, a few minutes ago, I talked about the importance of humanizing a brand. Personal brands, really easy, right? Every personal brand like me and you is made up of two components, content, what you say, and personality, the unique way that you and only you deliver that content. Technology will continue to evolve, but the thing that will never change is the core of how humans interact. And we might be excited about totally different social media platforms a decade from now. We can't even anticipate that now. That's just how the world works. What will not change, and I guarantee it, is that at the core of those social media platforms, we will be interacting like humans do, like they have for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So a good brand has heart. I'm going to give you some of my favorite tools, besides Big View, that will help you create content. And by the way, Big View is one of my favorite content creation tools. Without question, I can I can make videos by pre-scripting them ahead of time and reading them in a teleprompter style. It cuts down my content creation time by half, which is why I'm such a fan of this tool. In fact, you can even see published recently on the Big View app under the resource section. I think we have five videos there from a recent YouTube video that I posted about the app. And I go into more detail on how I'm using the app to efficiently create content and how you can use it as well. So definitely check those out. I'll give you a few other free uh, apps and tools that I'm a big fan of that will help you create content efficiently. The first one is otter.ai. This is a transcription tool. It is free. You can create content by literally just talking. By me saying it out loud, I've now written an Instagram caption. I've written the starting of an email blast. Okay, that's how simple this is. Get ideas from here, your brain out. Your brain is generating ideas, not for storing them. 
And so this is my favorite quick tool to quickly grab and acquire those ideas and put them down somewhere, even if it's your inbox, so you can finish those ideas and get them out. Okay, that's called Otter. Two other tools I love for storing my crazy ideas, Dropmark and Evernote. They have premium plans, but they're free plans to start, and I highly recommend them. Dropmark is my personal favorite. This is what I use to store all of my ideas in one place so that then I can hop over to a platform like BigView and actually create the content. Okay, you can put visuals in here, you can put websites, and it will actually embed the websites. I can put screenshots of questions I'm getting. I feel like this tool to store all of my ideas works beautiful with my actual content creation apps like Big U or Instagram Stories, etc. The next one is free, I think, for your first or your first two searches, and then it becomes premium. So use those daily searches carefully so you don't have to pay for it. This is called Answer the Public. I love this tool. Go to this website and start with a keyword related to your brand. In this case, I typed in personal branding. Okay, in just a few seconds, you will then see a visualization of what people are typing into Google looking for answers. Your job as a content creator is to answer, provide a solution to questions that your audience is looking for. Right, So when we hop over to Big View and we plan that video, we script it out. We plan that video that we're going to put on YouTube or we plan that video that we're going to do on YouTube Shorts or Instagram Stories. This tool will help solidify where there is a need for your opinion or your expertise Okay, by actually visualizing what people are typing into Google. It's called Answer the Public. Let's keep going. I want to start to talk about visuals. As a brand strategist, I'd say the most important visual component of what I'm creating is photography. This should probably come as no surprise to anyone here, but if you've made your own website or you've worked with someone, you know the importance of good photography for standing out. Okay, and so I'm going to give you some examples. If I've done my job correctly as a brand strategist, you should be able to look at these photos and get a flavor of what they stand for, what their brand is. You might still have a few questions, right? It would be normally paired with text. But ideally, we can look at a photo and lift some themes, some ideas, some personality. That's what people will remember. Not every brand needs to be loud or full of personality. Sometimes we have softer, quieter brands, right? Where maybe it's a little more delicate or, or you stand for something. It doesn't have to be as loud. It doesn't have to be you know, with a ton of humor if that's not true to who you are, okay? Sometimes, and the reason I start with photography in the branding process in the build phase, sometimes a photo can be so good that it inspires the rest of the palette for your brand. So that's often why I start with photography because sometimes it's so good that we can actually sample colors and get ideas from a single photo to actually pepper into the rest of the brand. I'll show you a few more here of my clients where ideally I've captured them in their space, capture them as they are, how they show up in a really editorial lifestyle kind of way. I'm not a big fan of headshots. I want to see the person in their environment. I want to see them thinking. I want to see them doing whatever it is they do for a living. If any of these people, if 
you're intrigued by any of these, all of them are on my website, philpallen.co, as projects. Okay, I have over 60 projects on my website, personal branding and company projects that can give you some inspiration to build your own. I have one more point. Let's talk about a little more advanced concept, this idea of sub-branding. Roots that lead back to you is how I define this term. Sub-branding is simply the practice of taking something about the way you do what you do, something about your perspective, the way you organize information, and actually branding that as part of the experience. And I'll give you a few examples, okay? This is Rachel, a client of mine who used these unique set of icons to define the lanes or the access points in which people can access her service, okay? And this is where Brandy becomes really powerful. Let's say, for example, someone's only doing a handful of these. Yes, we're talking about visuals, but you can actually visually communicate the ways in which people can hire you buy your products. Let's give a few more examples. This client of mine, Simon T. Bailey, is a keynote speaker. We used each of these icon sets to, for example, represent keynote talks that he's able to deliver. So rather than going to a conference or a corporation and saying, hire me, I'd love to speak at your conference, he has preset defined access points in which people can work with him, okay? And, and, and people love the efficiency around that, making it easy for the client or the buyer or the customer to access you. And I'll give one more example of how we've sub-branded. This is my client, Rick, over in Stockholm, Sweden. Rick had a number of podcasts. That was his main way of growing his audience. Before we met, they had all different artwork, and they were all different audiences and such. We reorganized um, his brand and actually learned, you know what? The, the, the brand here is you, the person. And your sub brands are each of the podcasts where you, you, you know, you, where you access uh, an audience and you grow an audience. Okay. So sometimes it's just a little shift in thinking how you organize the different access points to you or the sub brands. Okay. So I've gone through five of my general rules of thumb when it comes to branding, all of them pretty unique to my process. The way that I approach this a little bit differently than hopefully you've heard elsewhere online. I would say if you can take one thing that you've learned today and implement that, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I don't expect you to go from concept to full finished execution by tomorrow. Give yourself grace, give yourself time and patience to really discover what it is you love and to build that proof of concept that's going to convince someone else that you're the person for the job. Amazing. Thank you very much, Phil. You're welcome. Thank you very much for this session. It was, uh, it was amazing. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yeah. I've, it's been a pleasure to hang out. Of course. And uh, Big View invites you. I mean, we invite you to actually like, uh, host another workshop uh, in the future. So you're right. more than welcome. Subscribe to Phil's channel. You can go to his website. He has a bunch of things that you can learn from. There's even things that you can download and apply to your business or your personal branding. So go ahead. Don't miss it out. Try it out. Give it a chance. The Video Presenter Show is an interactive space for entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, and anyone who wants to improve their presentation skills. Big View is your TV studio in your pocket. 
the video presents a show. Show what you know. Learn from experts how to transform words into great video presentations. The video presenter show.